You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Secrets of Attorney Marketing Podcast. So today, I have uh, Tracy Murda. She's part of Jacobs and Whitehall and Speakeasy, but specifically, Tracy is the top coordinator or person that our new attorney authors will speak to when they've uh, decided to do a book. So I wanted her on the line because I'm going to give some of my insight into why I've observed that attorneys should do a book, and also Tracy, because she's in the trenches talking to our customers and helping them get their books done and all that. So that's the whole purpose of the call. And I think we're going to go over um, some, if not all the 10 uh, advantages that attorneys get from doing a book. You know, why do it? We're going to go into that and give our, our comments on why. So Tracy, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Rich. Yeah, let's, let's just jump right in. So um, advantage number one that I've seen is it helps differentiate the attorney you know, most lawyers that I've seen in most metros don't have a book. Uh, they probably thought about it for a number of years, but they don't have one. So once they do have one, it differentiates them. What What have you observed that uh, it's done for the attorneys that you've spoken to in terms of differentiation? I hear a lot, first of all, that people, you know, a lot of the attorneys or, you know, random clients that we deal with um, in various industries. The one thing that they always say is, I wanted to write a book. Um, you know, I want to come off as uh, an expert. I want that, you know, sort of professional stature, um, but I don't have the time to sit down and do it, you know, put pen to paper. Um, so I think it's a, the speaker book, what I have really seen it do for a lot of people over the past six years that I've been working on these is that it really helps them kind of get that edge but it isn't this huge time sucker that is, you know, weighing them down and they get caught in the weeds of doing the writing. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've observed, I don't know, a couple hundred of them, probably over six years, you've observed like probably several hundred different people you've worked with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's not just one book, but it's many, many. Um, in terms of differentiation, what I see again is that not many attorneys have a book. Um, so the ones that do, they can certainly talk about it on social media, on their website especially over the phone when potential clients call in. Mm-hmm. They can have their admins talk about it. They can talk about it. It's a great positioning piece to elevate their status in the eyes of potential clients that call. And if you have elevated status, you can command higher fees, and it's more likely that people will hire you or retain you. So that's what I've seen in speaking to our clients that have the book and some of the stuff they've observed. But in terms of differentiation, that's that's my observations. Yeah, and um, I think it is huge when you have you know, a million in one attorneys out there, it's such a saturated market. If I get on the phone and I have this conversation with attorneys when I'm talking to them through their consult, um, 
I'm going to engage further with somebody who actually has something to send me that tells me, hey, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. He's written a book. I mean, they don't know that it's taken you an hour to do the interview. And, you know, for all they know, you've sat down and you've actually, you know, written this book out. So I think it's a huge advantage. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it taking an hour or 90 minutes to get the content out of your head. Because, you know, remember, like an attorney could spend 20 years building up that content in their head just because they're able to get it out of their head by speaking it in, you know, an hour or 90 minutes doesn't devalue it at all. But the only way they probably could, the only way they could do that is by having all that, those years of experience in some cases. So, well, and that's just it. I think when you have a, a partner, speaking about myself, actually, you know, when I get on the phone with them, a lot of these gentlemen and women have these huge ideas and tons of different ways that they want to do this and that and whatever. And it's kind of nice because we sit down and we go through what their goals are. Are you looking to be an authority? Are you looking for just a book on the shelf? You know, do you want to use this as a a physical or emailed sales tool? And it really helps them kind of narrow down just drill down on the specific topics and actions that they want the book to, you know, take on for them. Mm. And another advantage I've seen is, you know, a lot of attorneys are clamoring to get on these platforms like Avo, mm-hmm. Fine Law, Yelp, you know, Google reviews, etc. So if they have a book, uh, that opens up the possibility for past clients <laughs> and people to not only just recommend them and say, hey, so-and-so is a great attorney, but they could also reference the book. They may have to be told, hey, don't forget to mention my book if you felt like it was an important aspect of hiring. But uh, if you can get reviews that specifically talk about the attorney's book on any of these platforms, I think that would help really uh, make you stand out on the platforms above and beyond just having lots of reviews. But any, any thoughts there? Absolutely. And again, I think it goes back to, you know, that saturated attorney market that there's just so many people out there that on the surface look like they're doing the same thing. And, you know, what Joe Schmo on the street is thinking, Hey, what's, you know, the difference between one attorney and another? Well, again, I am certainly going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call somebody who has authored a book in the area that I need help with versus, you know, someone who just has a general review. I just think it's, it's, you know, that's pretty much common sense right there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted attorneys listening to know that the book doesn't just have to go on your website or be talked about on the phone. It can go on these platforms that you've probably spent a lot of time cultivating your presence on and it can be used on all of them. So I wanted to mention that. Another thing I wanted to mention is that Clio, who does a lot of research on the legal industry and puts out reports, their report just came out. I just read it. And the number was either 65 to 72% of all potential clients will shop attorneys. They'll call multiple ones. Now, there's different reasons for that. But we know that's happening and it's happening you know, as the majority. So if that's going to happen, it's even harder to stand out. If you sound like every other attorney they've called, you know, let's say they're considering divorce. They've called four or five attorneys and maybe they've heard the spiel from three of them, but now yours includes a book that you've written and then you offer to the person, you'll stand out a lot more and you're much more likely to get that person to retain you, whether you're the first person they talk to or the last. What are your thoughts there? A hundred percent. And that's why when I am talking to the attorneys, you know, we're going through kind of all of the inclusions and what to do with it. And we're talking about their, what their ultimate goals are. Um, I always push, you know, talk to your, your reception, talk to whoever's that first point of contact and get them to 
offer the book to, you know, the good potentials that are calling in, because again, even if you get something in their hands, whether they look at it for a second or whether they actually, you know, print it out or they get it in the mail, however, they're receiving it. That alone is a reminder physically that, yes, I got this guy's number. I'm going to call him up and just kind of puts in their head that, hey, again, this guy is a big deal. He's done a book. You know, I want him to represent me, um, especially if he's kind of giving me some knowledge for free before I even get there. Yeah, there's definitely a percentage of people that say, I want the best. You know, who do you know that's the best uh, ABC lawyer? So the book, you know, being an author, instantly that person comes to mind. I could say, you know, hey, who do you know that's a good, uh, you know, personal injury lawyer? I could say, well, this guy, so or this lady, uh, you know, they wrote a book on auto accidents. So that's a good sign. Why don't you talk to them? That's an easy conversation for someone to have if they get a refer or the person to look and see themselves. Oh, they wrote a book. They must know something. Exactly. So that's a, well, and I think well, that comes to just the little things that we do, like, you know, having it available on Amazon, you know, n- not necessarily is anyone going to go purchase it as a potential client, but it just sounds and gives the impression of what you're trying to say, which is, I am an author, I'm an authority figure in this practice area. Look at me, I have a book on Amazon. Hmm. Now let's talk about, um, you know, another advantage, price resistance. We hear this a lot. Uh, not only are multiple attorneys being called, but unfortunately, there's a lot of times in the mix, one that'll do it cheaper, one that's a real low baller. Mm-hmm. Um, and attorneys, I know, really hate to deal with this, especially if they've been around for you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years. And they know that they bring a lot more to the table than someone that's just been there for a few years or someone that's low balling and just doesn't have the time and resources to really defend someone adequately. So in terms of price resistance, if you've got a book uh, versus someone that doesn't, what, what's your thought there? How would that help you to overcome it? Well, for one thing, you know, you've got, again, that authority in the practice area. So I'm going to be willing to pay more for an attorney that I feel is highly qualified, is an expert in the arena themselves. And two, I also make sure that when we do the actual interview, when we're putting together the content for the book, that we talk about some of those things as in, why hire this attorney? Why do I need an attorney? Not just any attorney. What what do you bring to the table? So not only are you getting that sort of, um, you know, look on the outside of, hey, again, this is an authority figure, but you also get that opportunity in the book, whether we do it in the intro and or both to talk about why you're different and what sets you apart and what makes you the guy to go to. And then uh, in terms of commanding higher fees, so I'll pick, uh, you know, divorce. Uh-huh. Uh, if 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 really to adequately defend someone, you need to take in four or five grand on an initial retainer. But there's people out there saying we'll do it for a thousand or we'll do it for two thousand. You have to not only overcome that, you know, that lower price, but you have to substantiate why you can charge more and should charge more, and how you can help them better. Same thing with DUI or whatever practice. Uh-huh. So in terms of having the book, again, it probably similar point, but uh, what does it tell you about someone's fees if they have a book versus not? Would that help you, for instance, uh, say, all right, you know, this person's more expensive, but they're probably worth it because they have this book. Any of your thoughts there? I personally, I mean, I can only speak to, you know, what I get from the the clients and the feedback from them on, you know, why they would want to do the book for that particular reason. And 
it does come back to, again, that sort of, I want that ultimate professional who's in this field and Hey, if he costs a little bit more, well, look, he's an author. Like that's mm. me that this guy is smart, you know, he or she is a, that authority in this field and knows what they're talking about. And again, in, within the book, we can go into grave detail on what it is that makes you the best in your business, the best in that particular practice area. Good. And what about the, <laughs> this is probably a dreaded question, but you know, Hey, uh, this happened to me. Do you do that kind of work? You know, that, that would show me if a, if a prospect called and asked that, you know, they may be just asking it reflexively. They may be asking it because I have multiple practice areas on my site, or they may be asking it for, you know, whatever reason, but Hey, uh, you know, I got pulled over and arrested for, because I was carrying drugs. Do you handle those kind of cases? I mean, it seems like a question that would come up regardless, but it may shock the the attorney that hears that because they're thinking in their mind, of course I handle that. And and how they answer it can be shaped and helped by by having a book. So what, what would your thought be there? If you got that question, you were an attorney, you know you've just done this book. How would you answer that differently versus before you, you've had your book? Well, I think that my first, and this is again, what I suggest to our attorneys that we work with on these books is, you know, the first point of contact is attorney so-and-so has written this book on drug cases. Let me send you an email with the the PDF or let me mail you out a copy. Um, I think it also, and this might be just kind of a, a left field thought, but my thought is, is that it also can flush out some of the the weaker prospects and those that really aren't going to go anywhere and time wasters. So that, you know, if you have someone, you give them the book and maybe they look at it, maybe they don't, you know, some might take it and run and say, Hey, I can defend myself. Um, Those aren't the clients that our high quality attorneys want anyway. I mean, they want someone who is willing to pay the bucks. And I mean, I hate to say it, but someone who's willing to, to appreciate an author, appreciate a, an expert in their field, I think you're going to get better quality clients too. And I do hear that from our clients that have been happy with the books is, you know, I've got great clients, paying clients and those that are willing to, you know, give me what I'm asking because I'm worth it. I mean, it it just really comes down to that. So maybe that didn't answer the question, but I mean, I think it is a point of yes here, you know, anybody can have it, anyone can read it, but if they're really going to appreciate it, and come back for the, the further expertise, because I, you know, a book isn't going to get you too far in the, the court of law. That's for sure. Um, as someone, you know, a lay person, but those that are worth it and appreciate it will come back. Yeah. I think the, the hallmarks of a good client are one that will listen to you and respect you as their attorney. So they won't second guess you. They won't constantly call and say, what about this? What about that? They'll, they'll trust you to represent them and they'll listen to what you say. If you say, be careful. Don't post anything on social media while the case is ongoing. They listen and they do that. You know, if they say you need to gather up all the records for this, they do it quickly and happily. And they don't say why, or do I have to? And so that, that's one aspect I would, you know, again, not being an attorney myself, but from what I've seen, this is one of the hallmarks of a good client, but in order for them to do that, they have to respect you. They have to perceive you have the knowledge, you have the authority, you have the ability to help them, et cetera. Another hallmark of a good client is you know, they have to have money. Um, I've often told attorneys I've spoken to, well, you know, how do I defend against price resistance, for instance? You can let them know if you paid me a thousand bucks, this is what I could do in your case. And it's a short list of things. If you pay me 10,000 bucks, 
Then I can do this, that, this, that, the other. I can hire expert witnesses. I can make up to 20 appearances for you. Yeah. I could challenge this or that. I could really go whole hog and get this case to the finish line as best as possible. My fee, thankfully, is is in between those two towards the lower end. It's only 3000 let's say. And for that rate, I can do far more than the $1,000 person. You know, I don't, may not go whole hog in the 10000 but I can do, you know, all these things and I can represent you pretty adequately. That's one Absolutely. way to frame the, the price discussion. But Absolutely. again, you have to have a person that has the money to be able to pay you. So perhaps I'm rambling now, but these are some of the hallmarks that I've seen that make a good client. Perhaps one more is they have to have a, a quality case that's winnable. Yeah. You know, of course, you don't want to just take someone's money if their case is doomed. So if a client has all these three hallmarks, um, I think they'd make a very good one. And the book really is critical to getting well-behaved clients and clients that uh, understand, all right, this is not going to be a nickel. This is going to be uh, expensive, but to do it right, it needs that. Bingo. Well-behaved clients. I hear that all the time. (laughs) What what about in terms of referrals? Uh, Oh, this is huge. This is huge. You know, being, being around attorneys for so many years, it's probably like 10 plus years now here, you know, I have friends and family or just people I run into and, Sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I got divorced. And I'll say, oh, who'd you use? Because I'm always curious, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a weird question that only I would ask for. You know, they'll admit they had a DUI when they were younger. And, you know, who'd you use? The answer I always get is, I don't know. Yep. Um, you know, they never remember. So if, if you have a book and you give it to the person, uh, and if you present that up front, how do you think that's going to change that conversation when a referral opportunity comes up? It is huge. Um, this is probably one of the the number one things I see our clients using the book for, whether again it's the physical copy or the PDF version or you know the downloadable version on the website, whatever it might be. Um, I had one gentleman who was uh, he was he just was so brilliant with how he used it. I mean, he was not only putting it in the bail bondsman's office, but you know, he's handing it out in dentist's office to his dentist and his doctor and just saying, you know, just slide it on the table. It's no big deal. And I know that might be a little bit of a, an old school grassroots approach, but you'd be surprised, you know, anyone that knows you've written a book, you know, give them a few copies and they, everybody knows somebody who needs an attorney. Okay. We'll put it that way. (laughs) And it's a great way again, to get your name out there, get you out there as the authority and still do that, you know, screening or flushing out of the bad seeds who just want free information. So they aren't going to come back and bother you if they've already got it, you know, and who cares? It's a PDF version. It's not going to cost you a thing. Um, but the referrals, yeah. that's really big and give sending it to old partners or old, um, you know, anyone, old colleagues, things like that in saying, Hey, if you're retiring and you just want to keep this in your office, Things like that. You can, there's so many ways that you can use all of the different versions that we provide for the referrals. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. What about uh, getting into the media? Some attorneys, you know, are really hell bent on that. They would love mm-hmm. to be quoted or called when, you know, something happens in the news and they want their opinion on it. What opportunities would having a book uh, present to you for being in the media? Well, I mean, you can use it for you know, depending on obviously your market and where you are, you know, depends on how big of a news day it is. But if you have, you know, the appropriate marketing staff, you can put out press releases and attorney Smith, you know, author of 
da, 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 just, you know, publish his last book or a second book or whatever it might be, send it out to every news outlet, you know, I mean, it do, that costs you nothing, you know, but maybe a little bit of time. Um, additionally, I know a lot of the attorneys that we have partnered with over the years, you know, some are, are very um, high status as far as, you know, their media connections and appear on shows randomly or radio stations. Uh, wouldn't you love to have attorney Smith, you know, with us today, author of his third book on DUI, you know, it just offers that level of prestige. And if you didn't already have the media placement, maybe now they're going to take a second look at you because you are an author. Um, If you already had the media placement, again, it just adds some, you know, really great feathers in your hat to go after your name. I think it just, it really elevates any professional, not just attorneys, because, you know, they, anyone can do it, but it just really, I think, puts you in a different category than, you know, Joe Schmode on the street. Yeah, what I've noticed with media and trying to get attention myself as well, and for the attorney clients, um, a book is a really easy excuse to get someone to interview you or write an article about you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's no, you know, you're not selling anything necessarily. And pretty much any media can use that as filler at any time. So that's, that's one of the great things about a book is it's innocuous, but it's also just an easy talking point. It's like talking to someone at a party and you're both, you know, smoking a cigarette or holding a drink. It's just like a, a you know, an easy thing that makes it simple to get into the media exactly. and much more likely. Right. Okay. Uh, last couple of things. Um, people that have done a book and you've spoken to them afterwards, the ones that have, you know, used it well mm-hmm. and gotten results. What are some of the things you've seen them, you know, attorneys do that uh, has gotten them results and what have they told you the results were? As far as like the content goes? Oh, it, well, we'll edit this out. But yeah, what I asked you is like, you know, have we gotten like any uh, testimonials from attorneys or like you talk to them on the phone after they did the book and they're like, oh yeah, I just want to let you know that I, did, I used the book and I did this for me or did that oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so well, I, some of the guy, the attorneys that we've worked with who it's funny, there's, you know, a good handful, if not more, who it seems like we just finished, we've just printed the book, they've gone out, they've used it. And then all of a sudden, they're back asking for additional copies, or, you know, and they're like, we need them tomorrow. Um, And it's because they're using them at conferences, or they're handing them out to potential clients. And handing them out at conferences seems to be a really big, big deal. And that's, you know, I think again, backing up their speaking position, and then also now a room full of 500 people have now have your book, you know, for and it costs you nothing but your speaking gig. Um, so those are, you know, some other really unique and cool ways that I've seen our clients come back and say, hey, this was a great tool to have. Um, you know, my clients saw it, they called me up and said, hey, this guy is, you know, obviously knows what he's talking about. And it kind of, you know, takes it own life from there. Uh, but those are some of the the big things that I've seen really work well for people. And as well as just, again, using it as your front office person, qualifying a lead and saying, all right, Mr. You know, judge here, I'm going to send you this, this free book in the mail or a free book by email. Um, have a look, you know, let us know when you're ready to, to reach out again or however your qualifying process goes. But that costs you nothing. And that is such an easy, easy sales tool to use. And so I know a lot of attorneys do employ that method as well if they don't want to, you know, do the snail mail effect. Yeah. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, I just want to give a little bit of bonus content at the very end. Um, you know, when you become a client and you do a speaker book, 
you know, with Jacobs and Whitehall. We also have scripts that you can give to your admins mm -hmm. and anyone that answers the phone. So, you know, I know a lot of attorneys, they'll be in court or they'll be working on something and someone will call and they'll have an issue. And the admin, unfortunately, has to tell them, I'm sorry, so-and-so is in court or they're not available. You know, let, 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 let us get back to you. Well, what you can do once you have the book is same thing. You know, I'm so sorry. So-and-so is unavailable. Uh, we're going to get back to you. You know, in the meantime, just to let you know, tell me, you know, quickly, what's your case about? Okay, it's about uh, DUI or drug crimes. Just to let you know, attorney so-and-so has just completed a book on that. It's a really simple guide for people that unfortunately are facing this trouble. Um, he's given me authority to get you a complimentary copy. And usually the person will go, oh, thank you. You know, uh, what's your email address? Let me get it out to you today. Or mm -hmm. what's your physical address? I'll get it in the mail to you today. And that way, the admin can be a hero to people that call that are potential clients. And they're much more likely to respond when you call them back or to call you back when they get this thing, even if they just look at it and flip through it for a second or whatever, because they're going to be off, maybe calling the next attorney or whatever mm -hmm. it is, but it plants a seed in their mind. So we have scripts for this so that you don't have to be the one always answering the phone and always offering this and your admins can do it. And they don't have to be shy about it or feel bad because they're helping the person that's calling, even if they don't become a client, they're helping them, they're giving them a gift. It creates goodwill. It makes everyone happy. So I just want to let people know that's one of the bonuses and one of the methods that will really make this thing work a lot better for you than just, you know, having it sit in your office only. I think that's a huge bonus. And the reason I say that is, I mean, generally, unless you've like come into some mega inheritance, when you're calling an attorney, it's probably not for the happiest thing that's ever, you know, happened to you in your life. So these clients, you know, let's just take an example. So-and-so has a drug charge they're facing and they call up an attorney and, oh, sorry, you know, attorney Smith is out today. I'll just take down your number and we'll get back to you. I don't want to have to, you know, call someone again and re-explain my situation, but God forbid I don't get a hold of attorney Smith. And now you've got my information. I've got your book. Like you said, when attorney Smith calls, I'm much more likely to open up and be receptive to that call because I have, I feel some sort of connection and that, that initial, you know, ice has been broken already because I had a little chat with, you know, Don in the front office and now I've got the book and you, you've sort of established a rapport and a relationship before you've even talked to the client, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and here's another thing too. So if you call that person back, which is smart to do, don't just wait for them to call you back. I almost guarantee the person has forgotten who they've called. I know. Oh, I don't, 100%. <laughs> if I'm calling for a plumber or an attorney, whatever, I don't remember who I call. I just keep calling until I get a live person. Yeah. So when they call back, they can say, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Jane from Attorney Smith's office. Just to let you know, we're the ones that sent you the book on DUI or on drug crimes or on, mm -hmm. you know, what to do in an auto accident. And the person goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Instant reconnection, a million times better than just calling and leaving some generic voicemail. The person may think they're in trouble. Because a law exactly right. So yeah, so it's, oh, that's a great. The tool. book can be used in so many ways. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. And when attorneys decide to do a book with us, you're going to get all that. You're going to get all that knowledge from Tracy and from us, and that's that's going to be included with the book. So we're not just doing a book with you and saying, "All right, have a nice life, bye." Uh, you're going to get that guidance and that help to implement it, so that it makes a big return for you over the coming years. And one last thing I want to add is that this book is not something you use for 
three months and then it's it's no good. It can be used for years. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The law changes. Well, the law changes. That's a great excuse to do a little addendum to it or to redo the book, second edition, whatever it may be. So don't be afraid of law changes or think, uh, oh, no, it's only going to last me for a little while. It can last you a very long time. And conversely, if you get up to the third or fourth edition, I mean, that carries even more gravitas, you know. Hey, I've done a book on, uh, you know, defending DUI and I'm in my fourth edition. Let me send you a copy. The person's like, geez, you know, this is a subject this person really knows a lot about. It's the fourth edition already. My goodness, you know. So this only gets better with time. It doesn't get worse with time. It doesn't burn out. It doesn't lose its effectiveness. It actually improves like wine. I think one more um, bonus that I think is a huge, huge value is that, you know, this is your content now as the author. This is yours to do whatever you want to do with it, obviously. So the idea of, you know, repurposing the content to use on your website, to, you know, do whatever, chop it up however you want, videos, whatever. That's a huge, huge bonus for, especially for small firms that, you know, maybe don't have time to sit down and give themselves fresh content every, you know, month or so. Um, You can really go use this in a lot of different ways, like you said. Yeah, if a standard book is 10 chapters, that's at least, at least, 10 videos or 10 articles, but probably really two articles per chapter. I mean, maybe even five articles per chapter, who knows, but it's at least, I would say 20 pieces of content, maybe more. If you, if you break up the book into pieces and each piece can reference itself. Oh, I'm going to discuss today uh, an item in chapter three of my book, you know, what to do if you're involved in an auto accident, here we go. And you give three tips. You keep referencing that book in all the content. It just ties it back to the whole thing. And it makes it uh, synergistic and work a lot better for you. Absolutely. Well, great, Tracy. Thanks for coming. I think we've given uh, a ton of ideas (laughs) to aspiring authors. So if you want to take action, yeah, the best way to take action is to go to speakeasymarketinginc.com. And I'm going to re-record this as the best way to take action is to go to jacobsandwhitehall.com. The reason I say both is I don't know which one we're going to pick, but anyway, it's recorded in. And when you do your book, when you call and you uh, sign up and start to get the book done, uh, the process is pretty quick, Uh, 30, 45 days. You know, if uh, you get any changes back to us, we can feasibly get this thing done and live and in your hands and in use, you know, in 30, 45, maybe 60 days at the outside. So it's a fast process. doesn't take years and uh, it's, it's not much stopping you between getting this done finally after years of wanting to do it, getting it in use and making money from it, elevating your professional status. And I think it's, I can personally say, I I sound like an infomercial here, but the reason we have so much to say about it, I think is because I I personally truly believe in the process of the speaker book. Does it sound like I'm selling exercise equipment? But really, that's fine. fine. I believe it works. I really do. And it is a lot of fun. Um, I have a lot of fun doing it. I, you know, like I said, I've been doing it for almost six years now. And I think it, it helps the attorneys really start to clean out their head on all these thoughts and ideas that they've had for so many years. And I, I get a sense of relief when it's done. Like, oh my gosh, I wanted to do that for so long. And now it's kind of like out on paper and somebody can help me, you know, make sense of all this, these great ideas I've had. All right, cool. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. 
Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.